0: Biz Life Podcast. I'm your host, Casey Kukert, serial entrepreneur, business builder, and high-performance business coach. I will be bringing you exclusive interviews from powerhouse lady bosses and empowering guests on how to scale your business, add multiple revenue streams, and how to make an impact. I'm obsessed with empowering female entrepreneurs to become financially independent by growing a business they are passionate about. Get ready to uplift and empower, build your brand, and be the boss of your biz. Welcome everyone to the show today. I'm excited about my guest. She has some big things of her. And um, that's why I'm super excited to just kind of dive into how she's taking these big leaps and these big ri- risk. And I know that you guys will really enjoy the conversation. So I'd like everyone to meet Allison Doner. She is an Allstate agent rock star. And thank you so much, Allison, for coming on the show today and just sharing your story. Sure. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So why don't we start with, tell us a little bit about who you are and just kind of your background and all the things that you think know about you. Sure. Okay. So my name is Allison, just like she
1: said, um, and I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. I was born and raised here. I am the mom of four and I my most prominent business for the last 14 years has been my all-state insurance agencies. I have two low physical locations, and I'm a mega agent, and I used to staff between 12 and 18 employees. Um, typically, right now, we're down to five because I was not replacing my team members as they quit because um, I will be have a new owner taking over on July 1st, and I wanted them to be able to create uh, their own team, but um, most of my career feels like it has been uh, all about Allstate. But prior to that, I was actually a banker. And then prior to that, I was actually a wholesaler for investments. And I also worked in life insurance. So in that job, I got right out of high school. So I have pretty much been in insurance, banking, finance my entire post high school life, never went to college, just sort of dove right into my career path.
0: Oh, we have so much in common. I did <laughs> the same exact thing. Um, so <laughs> And you sound like you're a go-getter. You sound like you're just like one foot in front of the other onto the next step and you're a go-getter. I can definitely tell that about you.
1: Yeah, I think part of me feels like it's a survival thing because I wasn't raised with very much money. I don't want to say we were we were poor, like standing in a in a welfare line. I don't want to over exaggerate, but we lived in a two bedroom apartment. My mom had two jobs. You know, we had a modest upbringing, and um, you know, she was always working very hard. So I feel like part of it is just naturally in me that if there are minutes in the day, you can you can be working, <laughs> and so that's why I just never really sit down. I'm always going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I totally can relate and I totally get it. And what I'd really love to talk about today is just being brave enough to take this, the next step, because you're in the, in the middle of transitioning on July one. And I remember back in the day when I transitioned and, um, as we talked a little bit before, um, we started the podcast, it's scary and terrifying and exciting, like all in one in one jumbled, big feeling. Yeah love for you to talk about like what kind of things do you have in you or or what do you think you can contribute that to when you know you're ready you go out
1: so I've always said that to my kids because they're like you're a workaholic I'm like well it's not really I don't consider it to be like a workaholic when when you love what you do when you're so passionate and and you're obsessed with something and it's fun like I was Literally having fun for 12 years.
0: Mm-hmm. My
1: tipping point about two years ago was just when it no longer started being fun. And and of course there were there were corporate changes that I didn't like, but I'm not I'm not a I'm not against changing because sometimes in a corporate world you have to change to survive. So I totally respect those decisions. But it was almost like the perfect storm of the company was changing some things that weren't really aligned with my agency and like how I prefer for things to be, if that by itself had been a thing, I probably could have pushed through. But in addition to that, um, there were some stressors from clients, you know, that you have to be available 24 seven. It's, it's just, Something that comes with the territory. You know, people will text on a Friday to the office number and be mad by Sunday that nobody instantly answered them. I'm like, we're not open. You know, and and you know, forty years ago no one would have ever expected that. But people just expect you to be available and on twenty-four seven and I'm a people pleaser. So to that pressure was was getting to me. Um, In addition to, I'm I'm getting older, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't consider myself quote old, but I'm 41 and my energy level where I was at 26 was different. So I was getting tired and then, you know, I'm also very empathic. So like when, when clients can't afford things or crying and stuff, that kind of stuff sort of wrecks me. So I went from a position of jumping out of bed and running to the office and being like, this is the greatest thing ever to like being so sad and stressed mm-hmm. all the time and i i guess the the real turning point was that i looked at my husband who does our finances and i said do i have to keep working and he said no and that is because i have other forms of income coming in so i um, have rent, you know, investment property. Um, and then I also sell some skincare on the side and it's just some other thing, you know, combined, they all work, right? Like by themselves, I probably wouldn't be able to, to retire, but combined, they all work. So I feel like it was just a combination of a lot of things. Are you happy? Is this where your passion lies? Mm-hmm. Do the other people on the other end of the stick reciprocate your commitment and devotion? Cause I think that, regardless of what industry you're in, if you're giving your all to something, paychecks are nice. But if the person on the receiving end, whether it's a leader, whether it's a client, whether it's just a company doesn't notice you and doesn't appreciate it, it, for someone like me that cares about that kind of stuff, probably more than money that, that bothers me too. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I think it, it really was the bravery comes from the fact that, um, I was financially prepared, um, you know, by having a backup plan. So I I definitely think that people should diversify in life. Even if you're an employee somewhere, Mm -hmm. you know, your employer might shut down one day. So you should have a savings and a backup plan and and never feel like you're stuck. That's even for relationships. You should never be so financially reliant on anyone that you Mm -hmm. cannot pack your stuff up and leave when you become unhappy. I guess that would be the the mission statement of this call would be, you should always have a plan that when you're not happy, you can jump yeah, and, I,
0: and I think like really taking the time to stop and think about, um, like a self-check, am I happy? Is this still serving me? Is this in my highest good? Is this in alignment for what I want my life to look like? And I don't know uh, for you, but for me, you know, like as I started growing and growing my career, the older and older I got, my definition of success started really shifting for me. Yes, um, and the things that were successful to me at 25 and 26 were very different at 40, and so I started like really filling that nudge that something different. There's something different that's going to be more rewarding and really serve you versus what you're doing. Not that I did not not like what I was doing. I absolutely loved being an agent, but I felt like there was something that was more in alignment for me. Right. Right.
1: Absolutely. And I think that, you know, that's the beauty of being in control of your own life is that it wasn't always about, okay, let me get out. I really did sit down and think, do I adjust? Do I change? Mm-hmm. And, and I wouldn't have been changing who I am. It's just that I've always been focused on current clientele and loving and hugging on everyone I insured and trying to keep as many clients as I can. And then the dynamic shifted where sales became equally as important, if not more. And I'm just, that's not me. I pay attention to what I've got kind of like you know kids on Christmas you've already got all these toys and all you want to pay attention is the the new shining one coming out of the package but those other toys are still great like so I I believe in you know appreciating what you have and acknowledging what you have and that's that's good enough but it's definitely it's a different dynamic but if if that was in someone to have the energy and to chase that it it can be looked at as opportunity. So so I encourage people that are sitting at a fork in a road like I was, is really do give all options a fair Mm -hmm. shake. You know what I mean? Like, okay, this might not be how I've always done it, but maybe I could do it this way. And if I did do it this way, how does that look for me? And am I happier? And because of all of those other things, you know, feeling like I can never meet client demand, I'm just one person and I need to be 10 people and then my own personal struggles with being addicted to coming to work and not being able to step away to take care of my own personal stuff. It was just, like I said, the perfect storm to, to make that decision um, to jump. But it definitely was years in the making. I did not just wake up one day and go, you know, I think I'm done. You know, you got to put a lot of time and effort because it is a huge decision when you decide to change jobs, change relationships or yeah. change businesses.
0: Yeah. I, I think that that is so true. And it really, it takes a lot of like really looking at yourself and self growth. And I think that sometimes that's why people st- stay so stuck. Mm-hmm. You really have to look at yourself yeah. and, you know, what, what is my life looking like now? What are the bad things? What do I want to improve? You know, who am I? What do I want my next 20 years to be. And like, you really have to do a lot of self-discovery. And I think sometimes that's scary for people. Yes. it's hard to look in the mirror. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) And especially if you're doing it the right way and you're totally raw and vulnerable and, Mm -hmm. you know, because you could look at my situation and you could applaud me and say, good job. But you could also look at my situation and be like, she quit. Because you could, because there, like I said, there's, there's opportunity. If I wanted to stay and play, this is still an incredible business or the person who's buying my business wouldn't be buying it, but that's just not the sandbox that I want to play in. And so I've decided that was enough for me, but I I had to really say, you know, am I a good leader? Am I a good boss? Is this something that I can make work? And do I even want to spend all this time and energy to shift the dynamic of the staff and the business. And ultimately I just decided,
0: nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and sometimes I think too, that, you know, we think that we need permission to just change our mind. And right. if, you know, really life is meant of a, a bunch of different challenges and different, to me, different positions and and diversifying and instead of just like defining yourself in one box like it's okay to start with something and then change your mind and go that you're completely passionate about too and then guess what when you feel like you've peaked that you get to change your mind that's how you grow and evolve and I think that a lot of times that's the, the true meaning of life is to really evolve into your fullest self. Right, right. And honestly, my, I had a salesman or an
1: agency manager leave me back in, I think, 16 or 17, but she was with me from 09. She was literally my right hand person. And she went out into the the tool rental industry. She was a cracker barrel for years. She ran a nursing home. And I just brought her back and she, for the um, new owner takeover, and she's better than ever. And I, so sometimes you have to jump ship for growth. You know, and then come back, you know, whether that means you take a a leave of absence to refresh and reset or, you know, whether you genuinely step away and then come back with, you know, better skills or different perspective, you know, that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you failed or, you know, I mean, I really feel like even the most successful people we all know are works in progress Mm -hmm. and that we could always be better. And sometimes you got to take a detour to get better.
0: Yeah, it's so true. And when you see that detour, instead of fighting it and pushing it and staying in the stuckness and the miserable day-to-day of being brave and saying, I'm going to jump into this opportunity, no matter what it looks like, I believe in myself and trust in myself and I'm going to learn more and be better for it. And then I'm going to go on to the next. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So uh, let's kind of wrap up with, um, as we were talking a little bit earlier, and you've, you've touched on some of these points though, but if someone is kind of just day to day, like you were, and you were just like not having fun anymore and just contemplating, like, do I really have to go in? I mean, I'm sure you were just dragging yourself day by day into your agency when you knew it was time. Um, what's the first step? What's the first step of, of that you can share to help someone kind of get out of that and start moving forward. Um, So I think really a self-analysis
1: is the first step to just Mm -hmm. really sit down, whether it's a conversation with yourself, seriously, not joking, like in your head out loud, doesn't matter, but just silence, you know, maybe with a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and be like, okay, let's, let's, let's be real honest. Why Mm -hmm. do we not like the job or, you know, you can literally apply this to any place. Like, why do I not like my marriage? Why do I not like my best friend? Why do I not like my mom? Like, is there something I'm doing in this relationship? Because all of those are relationships. Is there something I'm doing that is causing my own misery? And in that self-reflection, to be a hundred percent honest with you was me saying, okay, I'm a workaholic because it's no longer about loving the job and being there, like I told my kids for 12 years. Now it was about stalking every transaction my team members were doing to make sure that that nothing went wrong so that I didn't get screamed at because my name's on the door. Like it was it's Mm -hmm. almost was like a post-traumatic stress behavior that I mean, the the, the reports I read and the things I check, no one in their right mind does. Like my, my husband, who also works at Allstate, is like of all the other 15 agents I know, no one does what you do. And so he even recognized that I was probably a big reason for my own misery. But what happened was I tried to fix that and, and staff appropriately, and I, I still couldn't let go. I still couldn't let go. So that's on me, right? So so self-reflection, I think, is the, is the first step. And then honestly, the second step would be asking your peers – you know, teammates, family members, whatever, like, what do you think of when you think of me in this particular situation? And, you know, you might not like what you hear. I mean, my kids were blunt about it. They were like, we've never seen you stressed out as the last year. And going on vacation with you is miserable because you're always yelling for us to be quiet because you're working. Who does that? Like, you're just like, oh, man. So I think first step, looking inside yourself and having an honest conversation second step is asking those closest to you and then really sitting down and making a pros and cons list and saying okay well here's my options they could you could go big or go home you could stabilize the business and try to you know remove yourself and and still be involved but not as stressful of a position that you were in you could stabilize you know hire people and try to find that balance or you can get out. Like that really, for me was my, my choices was either to find people that I did trust and learn how to find balance, totally invest myself and go for it or get out. Like that's where I was at. And I ultimately chose that I could, I wanted to get out and try something different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think just, just stop and doing that self-reflecting and being real. I love how you're talking about that. And even I highly recommend that too, with just yourself, because when do we do that? We just don't, but really serious. Like I agree too. That's the first place you start with. Let me get raw and real. Okay. Casey, (laughs) looking at myself in the mirror, what's going on? What's serving you? What isn't serving you? What do you need to shift? What do you need to change? What does that look like? And really it can be, you know. The next step can be um, hiring an agency manager or taking your business to the next level or adding something different or all those next steps can be all of that. But still, I think the self-discovery is important on no matter what step you're getting ready to take. Absolutely. And, I, and, and you know, a lot of these things like
1: listening to your podcasts and some other things that are out there and available, a lot of times will give us the knowledge or the aha moment where a light bulb goes off um, because I was at a seminar and a young lady named Hannah spoke. And when she was on stage, she was like, you know, as long as somebody can do it like 70, 80% of, of my ability, like then it's time to delegate. I'm good with that. I could physically feel myself tensing up at just her saying, let go At Mm 70, 80 percent, my body had a physical reaction to it like, oh, no, Mm -mm. that ain't never going to happen. If they can't do it at 99 percent, (laughs) it's I'm not letting go. And that right there told me this is never going to happen ever. I'm never going to be able to delegate. I have this odd control about the agency, which in my regular personal life, I am the most free flowing, could not care less. Person, I am not organized, I'm not prepared. I don't even know what day we're on, if I'm being 100% honest. But at the office, I have to control everything, and that in itself is the problem. So I think sometimes really listening to the people books on tape it doesn't you know anything just to sort of be like oh yeah that's that's my strength that's my weakness and really being in tune with who you are as an employee as a as a life partner as a child as a parent like you gotta really know who you are in order to make the best decisions because you got to know what you're capable of and what you're not capable of and failing is okay too like Mm -hmm. that is all right like i I tell people all the time, I'm a, I'm a great leader. Like my employees love me and I have phenomenal retention, but I am a terrible manager. And people kind of look at me with like one eyebrow and I'm like, leaders lead people who wanna be led. Managers have to manage people that require management. And so because I don't do good with confrontation, holding people accountable, if, if my team or anyone on my team requires to be managed, we're floundering. Now, if I have a really strong team that is self-sufficient and I don't have to have those odd calls and all that stuff, then then we're flourishing. And so you got to be able in this role, I feel like you got to be able to manage people and processes. And that was another part of my cons list of it's time to go. You might not be the best person for this job anymore.
0: Well, I have no doubt that your next adventure will lead you to the lessons, you know, to to develop what you need to be. And you'll just up level into more of an amazing, really, you know, your role model to so many that will just advance you to that because you're the brave and courageous one that's being like, look, I looked at this. It's not working for me. I'm doing the brave thing and I'm going to do something different. And guess what? It's okay and I'll be okay and you're going to be okay and we're all going to grow. So I have no doubt you're going to do amazing things. Thank
1: you so much. I really appreciate that compliment. It means so much. me. I wish you could see me smiling right now, beaming from ear to ear. So thank you so much.
0: Yes. And thank you so much again for I know that you're in the crazy mess of getting everything wrapped up. So thanks for taking the time to. Oh, no problem. Yeah, thank you
1: yeah, you've always been there to support people and been great. So the minute you asked me like, can we, I'm like, absolutely. Let's go. (laughs) Uh,
0: Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm sure that we will be in touch soon. Yes. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much, Casey. Thank you.